Juicy. We've got a double can opener for you. There you go. Fucking needed one after tonight. Yeah, I know. That was fucking horrible, wasn't it? A few beers definitely went down tonight and they were much needed. But I feel like we touch on the Bulldogs game first and then we'll roll into tonight's disaster. Give us a coaster, mate. So the Bulldogs game. Yeah, Bulldogs game. Second quarter, very good quarter. Probably the best quarter we've played all year, to be honest. Probably the best quarter we've played in almost two years, to be fair. Yeah, no, it hasn't been great at the moment. But yeah, the second quarter was very good. Bulldogs deserve to win, no doubt. Definitely got outplayed for the other three quarters. And yeah, we just got run over the top in the end. Got absolutely fucking annihilated in the clearances. Yeah, I feel like the clearances in the Bulldogs game were the costly part. Definitely just got smashed all around the ground in the clearances. But yeah, no excuse last week. We had our premier Ruckman in, in Nank. And yeah, this week, like obviously tonight, we're recording this as of the Sydney game, like 10 minutes after, pretty much. But yeah, tonight had no excuse. But yeah, the Bulldogs game. Yeah, it was just uh, absolutely a poor result, to be fair. Like, I mean, we've lost now, think about our last 12 games that were decided by less than a goal. We've only won one. And, and the last 11, we've had three draws and eight losses. So yeah, it just hasn't been good enough, I think, just closing our games. Whereas when we were in our premiership years in 2017 to 2020, we were, we were closing those close, close games. And yeah, just getting the job done, whereas now we just can't seem to get a win on the board. Yeah, I think now we've we've had a little bit of a personnel change. Obviously, we've lost, you know, Premiership. Uh, sorry, yeah, slurring words. That that's the beers tonight. But uh, <laughs> we've um uh, we've lost Premiership experience in in the likes of um Lambert and Edwards and all those guys that have since retired. Grig is another one as well. Yeah, just ultimately, yeah, I think the uh, the big issue at the moment is just the divide between our experienced players and, and the younger guys coming through. I mean, the young guys have, have barely played, you know, they haven't played many games and um, we've got sort of no one in the middle to sort of step up and, you know, step into the shoes of the, the guys that are, you know, 27 plus. Yeah, I think you talk about um, personnel change as well and it's not only the players but also the coaches and stuff as well. So we... It, goes down like we've lost McRae and like Leppage is gone Kingsley. with McRae, yeah, and Kingsley. Like we've lost a lot of assistant coaches who were with us through those three, four years where we were performing really well. So, yeah, it obviously passes down from the coaches down to the, the players. Yeah, I just feel like at the moment, you know, we don't really have much of a game plan or we're still trying to sort of figure out what kind of game plan works for our list. And you're going to sort of have that, you know, when you lose those coaches and when you have a bit of a change in players as well, you've got these young kids coming through. Obviously, they've got to learn whatever game plan the coaches are putting in place in that as well. But I, I just feel like at the moment, we can't seem to find a game plan that, that works to our strengths like it used to during those years that we won those flags. Yeah, whereas I feel like... We're blooding some young players now, which is pretty good. Like Tyler Young's been really good over the last two weeks through the Bulldog and the Sydney game. Like he's he, like after last week, and I'm not sure about tonight, but he put in another good performance tonight. He was like number six in the league for one-on-one contest through yeah, just fifty-fifty contest. And like Taranto's come in and he's been all right. Like even though we've had a few personnel changes, like Hopper and Taranto have been probably two of our best players this year, or two out of the top three or four, if you include Baker and 
and a couple of other players there. But yeah, I feel like they've been really good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think the, a lot of people have sort of watched bits and pieces of Taranto and Hopper's games, uh, especially Taranto. A lot of people are uh, pretty critical of his disposal efficiency and at times he's like he's missed a few um, disposals that he should have probably hit the target. I will have a rant about that we, later on. We, we will, but but I feel like a, a lot of his disposals also are at the coalface and under that pressure, you know, you're going to only sort of hit that sort of 60% efficiency most of the time if you're a good player. Um, yeah, even yeah. the most elite midfielders, inside midfielders in the comp are sort of only hitting like 65 to 70%. So, Well, well there is a stat there and I, I bring it up with a lot of people during the week and it was that Tim Taranto is going at like 65%, but there's also other players in the league like Dangerfield, McCluggage is going under 60%. And Dugowie, Petrarca, and Cripps, and they're all inside midfielders, and they're all getting like 65 to 70% by foot. So to say Taranto is bad by foot is just wrong. Like he's in the cold face, like you said, and he's getting the clearances, and it's just a rush kick. So whatever you can get, especially for our team, whatever you can get out of the middle is, is good. Yeah, but the only problem is with our clearances, even though our clearance numbers overall. And uh, whether we whether we win the overall clearances or not has improved on last year. Obviously, with the inclusion of Taranto and Hopper, our center clearances have still been you know we've been, we've been beaten in center clearances, but we've been beating other teams in the stoppage clearances. So it's sort of been like balancing out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I feel like then in the center clearances, I don't know why we don't just play man on man and then try to force a secondary stoppage because. Like, obviously, like you said, we're winning the stoppage clearances. So if you can force a secondary ball up on most, like, centre clearances, it'd work in our favour. At least then we've got a 50-50 chance. Yeah, that's it. Getting more numbers around the ball, that's what we used to do uh, when we won the flags, you know, 17, 19, 20. I think 20 is when the, that was when the 666 rule came in, wasn't it? Yeah, they just like to fuck us the AFL right yeah, in the ass. And, and we still beat Geelong that year, who were their fucking ponies that benefited from it. So Yeah, so get fucked, AFL. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, as we said, the 666 rule has obviously taken a big toll on our game plan, the way we play. The stand rule is another one that sort of stopped us from playing the way that we used to play. We used to have a lot of pressure on the ball carrier. Um, we used to get a lot of our scores from turnovers. Those turnovers are harder to create when you're you know stuck standing on the mark and not able to actually go at the player as soon as the umpire calls play on or like move across the mark or whatever but um it's it's just one of those things that you know the afl is going to change their rules every year they always do they always change at least one or two rules fuck slurring again every year but you've just got to you've got to create a game plan that works around that you've got to account for that and i feel like we haven't done that well over the last couple of years yeah, and even then, like, if we roll into tonight's game, it just the wet weather came in the third and fourth quarter, and we used to be a wet weather specialist team. Like, we used to win, like, 90% of our games in the wet. And then now we're just... We pretty much have a, a dry weather game plan that doesn't change at all. Like, we can't change the game plan. And I feel like that was hard week in the first three or four years of his coaching career with us is that we just had like this one game plan and we stuck to it and stuck to it and we didn't change anything. And then we got the assistant coaches in and the personnel around the club and then everything changed. But I feel like at the moment we're just going back to just having the one game plan and that is it. Like he doesn't want to change anything. And in in the wet tonight, we just, 
yeah, turn the ball over far too much. And I feel like that's, yeah, just a game plan thing that we, we've got to fix. And Dimmer has even said himself during the week, he was asked about, you know, all the injuries that we have at the moment. And you can take that into account. Obviously, we've got a large number of, you know, quality players out of the side. Nankervis, obviously, Lynch, Short, Tarrant's out, Gibkiss is out. I mean, Gib- Gibkiss is still young. He's got a, a bright future ahead of him, but he's still a great player, he, or he's going to be a great player anyway. And then you've got, you know, Broad's out with suspension. Broad gives us so much stability down back, and it's, it's hard with those outs, but Dimmer sort of said during the week that, you know, the, the plan is to just sort of soldier on and keep doing what we're doing and, and let it take care of itself. But it, and nothing's sort of taking care of itself. So that makes me sort of step back and say, well, well, maybe Dimmer should look at something else, look at doing something different because, you know, trying to do the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, it doesn't work. So you've got to try something different. You've got to try new things. You've got to work out where the best positions are for the players that we've got available to play at the moment. You've got to work out what's going to benefit the kids the most, obviously coming through. Yeah, Ralph Smith has been good the last couple of weeks. Um, Mantle has you know done a bit here and there. Morris Rioli obviously brings an immense amount of pressure uh, to the game. His disposal efficiency, as you touched on in the last podcast, is you know down down a bit. But this is disposal efficiency yeah. across the whole fucking team, though. Like tonight, it was absolutely dog shit going inside fifty out, like and trying to get it outside of the fifty. Like it was just horrible. Like I feel like the disposal efficiency, not just from Toronto and Hopper. I feel like those two get like ping the most because we're they're on seven year deals. But I feel like they're pretty good deals for the club in saying that. But yeah, just, and, and they also get more of the ball than any of like the they're leading well, tonight, possession they most had, week. Yeah, yeah most they weeks, had yeah. over thirty touches for yeah. both games, like last week and this week. And then, yeah, I just don't understand how. Yeah, like I think the one game plan change that we have to change like immediately, obviously with Nankervis out and Soldo not being available, is like our center stoppages have to change because whatever was like there is not there anymore because our two most important ruckmen are out like Soldo and Ancurvis so you've got Samson who is an average player at best like tonight he was shit last week he was shit like I'm not like given he's played under 10 games I get that but he's like 21 22 now he's had three years in the system he needs to start like taking those marks like he dropped that one going back inside the Sydney 50 where Papley kicked a goal and like Miller just isn't he's not a ruckman like he's a he's a second tier ruckman like I feel like that's the one thing that we have to change is obviously the center clearances and the way we go about it and if we're forcing like secondary stoppages that's what we have to do yeah that's it and I think that you know well Samson like he had probably at least a dozen chances to take marks tonight and he only took two or three marks for yeah, the whole game so he was shit he just yeah just did not much to be honest do you understand you know he's played four games he's you know he's still developing all that sort of thing he's still quite skinny not really that strong for his you know for his frame and all that but yeah he, he's got to be better than that and he should have at least clunked a few of those marks i would have thought but i feel like that's management by the club as well like it all he reminds me of is Liam McBean. Like, he's too good at VFL, but he's not good enough at AFL. And he just, like, 
it, McBean was exactly the same height, same frame, everything. Like he'd kick his two or three goals every week in the VFL and get his call up to the AFL and it actually show nothing. And I feel like apart from his one game against uh, Adelaide this year where he kicked three, he's done nothing in every game that he's played. Like that, like we mentioned in the third po- first podcast, the game against St Kilda a couple of years back, he didn't even touch the ball. And tonight, like he shows glimpses as like a tap ruckman, but they're trying to play him as a key forward and he literally can't mark the ball if it's the slightest bit wet. Whereas like Jack kicked four goals tonight. I feel like Jack was a standout tonight against Sydney. He was probably one of the best on ground for us, actually. Yeah, yeah. Jack played well tonight. Um, his first game, well, I say first game back, but he, he had one game off that they rested him for, <laughs> for one game. But uh, obviously we, we needed him to come back in with, with Lynch being out. With Lynch being out now for the next, you know, eight to 12 weeks or whatever they're saying, I, I, I'm almost tempted to put a line through our season. Uh, I didn't want to believe it going into the Sydney game. I, st- I still backed us. I tipped us in my footy tipping and everything. But and we showed glimpses. And we showed like- glimpses. And, and I feel like there, was, there, was, there were chances there to win the game. Yeah. And we just we couldn't capitalise. Yeah, I feel like just going forward, the, the disposal efficiency was to shit ass. Like we've been saying it like for the last two, two podcasts now that this is, the disposal efficiency is no good. I feel like, yeah, going forward, we have no tall target down there apart from Jack who's like ageing and is a mid-size forward at best. We've got no like gorilla to kick to because, look, like Samson Ryan was on bloody... Blakey tonight like Blakey was given away 10 to 15 centimeters and then he gets chances to take a mark overhead and there's just nothing there like he can't literally couldn't yeah, take a mark couldn't tonight take him. Yep. I feel like Hugo uh not Hugo sorry um Noah Cumberland was probably our most lively forward apart from Jack like he has eight tackles and he, he goes all right Hugh um fucking hell I keep calling him Hugo let's <laughs> look alike yeah yeah Noah's he's played good the last two weeks he's there's something that really bugs me about Noah, though, and I'll mention it now. Yeah. Every time he just stuffs up, he just drops his head. And I feel like that if you stuff up, it's fucking, it's all good, mate. Just crack on with the next contest. But it's yeah. when you stuff up and you drop your head and you don't get back defensively and then they just stroll past you, it can get quite frustrating. Yeah, that's it. I feel like he was better tonight, though. I didn't really see him sort of, crack it at any point or drop his head or anything like that tonight he seemed to be a lot better last week against the Bulldogs I think uh there was one point where he, he went to pass it inside 50 and he slipped over in the process and he turned around and punched the ground and uh, like, you understand that the players are frustrated they're trying their best and you know, like you understand all of that but at the end of the day like it's not helping anything just get up and get on with the job yeah, no, I agree with that. But in saying that, he's probably he's been really good, and he's applied, uh, applied, uh, 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 fucking hell, hang on, and uh, stick with me. He's applied a lot of pressure the last two weeks. He's um been yep. very good in the tackles. Um, he's got eight tackles like tonight. He would have had a few last week. Like he always uh, he always applies the pressure. Yeah, and he energizes our forward line. So you know the first the first probably. Two weeks, maybe. Fucking burped again. Oh, no. This is going to become a regular on the potty. It, it is going to become a regular. <laughs> it's a, you know, fucking alcohol. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the first... Oh, well, against Carlton, anyway, I reckon our forward line at times looked a little bit top-heavy. There weren't sort of many... Like, back in the, you know, the last... 
you know, three or four years ago, we, we had a, a good mix of, you know, smalls and talls throughout yeah, our whereas, forward line. Yeah, Noah wasn't playing round one. So I feel like, yeah, yeah, that's where we went wrong, maybe in round one. Yeah, yeah. And and you feel like it's also like now five rounds in being one win, one draw and, and three losses. It it feels like there were wasted opportunities there as well. I mean, the Bulldogs, like we should have beaten the Bulldogs. We should have beaten Carlton, to be fair. If we had gone into this game three and one and then lost, I wouldn't be as angry. I, don't, I feel like a lot of Richmond supporters would be the same. They wouldn't be as angry or, or worried about the season or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, going into it, you know, one, one and two and then losing another game, it's, it makes it very hard to sort of claw back from there. In saying that though, I feel like we've had a very rough start to the year. Like Carlton are meant to be a top four to six team. Collingwood are a top, like they were premiership favourites when we played them. Um, Adelaide have improved this year and we beat them in Adelaide. And then the Bulldogs are meant to be a top eight team too, and so is Sydney. So we've probably played like four teams so far, or four, yeah, four teams that are meant to be top eight, and then Adelaide and Adelaide, who then, we were yeah, supposed Adelaide's to beat, improved. we did beat, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, yeah, they've all been pretty hard games so far. So, so yeah, a lot of the media criticism, I don't think, has been been fair on us. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel like the, the Melbourne game next week, I. I I'm not giving us any chance to win it, to be fair, but... Yeah, we'll put a line through that one. Yeah, but, um, but after that, like, sort of the draw sort of opens up a little bit. We've got Gold Coast at Marvel makes it a little bit harder than if it was at the MCG, but then after that, we've got, uh, I think, West Coast at the MCG. The, there are games coming up. We've got Port Adelaide at some point at the MCG as well. All, all winnable games are sort of coming up after Melbourne, but, um, yeah, it just feels like with those couple of games that we should have won that we didn't so far... It, it makes it very hard to sort of, um, yeah, get our season back on track. Yeah, I feel like after the Melbourne game, we've really got to work on getting our season back on track. And if we can get to, say, a 50-50 record after, uh, I don't know, like round nine or something like that, because we've even got Essendon. Like, I feel like Essendon have had a good start to the year, but I feel like they should be a, a, a win for us in dream time. Yeah, yep. Um, so if we can get back to, say, level pegging, on, like obviously we've got our draw, but if we can get back to like a 4-1-4, and four, like I feel like that would be a, a not a bad result considering the start of the year that we've had in the injuries. Yeah, yeah, that's it. If we can sort of peg it back to that, I think we, we have um, Geelong in that run as well. That's going to be a little bit tough, but... Nah, it's f- fuck Geelong. Yeah, I know, I, <laughs> I hate Geelong as well, and I hope we can somehow beat them, but... With all the injuries we've got, I don't know. It's not looking too great at the moment, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But Dimmer definitely has to tweak a few things and and change up the game plan a little bit. Maybe Samson Ryan should have come out today for for uh, Rioli instead of Cochin. But yeah, I feel like that was a bad sub. If you just go with a smaller forward, like sometimes that throws opposition defenses off as well, because that's what happened in 2017 for us as well. Like we had. Jack Rewalt and then a bunch of medium and small forwards and that was it. We we had one key forward and that was and Jack's as you said not even before like he's not even that big like yeah. he's you know he's not like one of those the massive key forwards yeah. like a Charlie Dixon or something like that you know but um yeah I feel like you can kind of catch opposition off guard if you sort of do something different like that go with a smaller forward line as long as you've got players to sort of get it to ground and then when you're at ground level that's where you beat the opposition. And we used to do that a lot. And I feel like we should have tried to do the same thing tonight. Um, Sydney were missing a lot of defenders tonight, though. Both the McCartan boys were out. Rampy was out. So 
That but water- I feel like we had no like we had no targets up there. Like every time yeah. we went forward, we just looked lost. Like and the delivery yep. was like shit ass most of the time too. Definitely, and I feel like that's also what makes this game so disappointing is the fact that that was one area where we could have taken advantage of the situation and got on top of Sydney tonight, but it just didn't eventuate. It didn't happen. Our disposal, as you said, was poor going inside 50. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the young kids, though, like if you're going to look at the positives over the last two weeks, like I feel like like Noah's obviously a positive, Tyler Young's coming through, which is a positive as well, and, and we need them type of players. And then when Broad comes back in two weeks, I think, he'll be back for the Gold Coast game. For the Gold Coast game, game yeah, I believe. Yeah, for the yeah. Gold Coast game. I feel like he was, like, very important for our structure. And even then tonight, like, we do, we're just missing broad down back to shore things up. Like, like Demmer always says, we're a system-based team. And I feel like sometimes he's got to change the system from time to time. But yep. if you're going to stick to the system, you need the players in to, to be a part of that. And I feel like broad's a big part of that system down back. And he's just not in at the moment over, I don't know, I feel like you want to have a bit of a rage about the broad decision after Gary Rowan's fucking... Oh, one week ban, but anyway, that's just the AFL being uh, being up Geelong's fucking ass all the time. But. Yeah, I, I I would have loved to have had a bit of a rage about it, but I just saw the GoPro just powered off. I think it ran out of battery, so nah, not, not going right. to be able to turn it into a real. I don't so. think anyone look, wants to look at our fucking heads anyway. To be honest, oh, I want to look at my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. Anyway, but uh, yeah, which, like which the, head are you was... talking about? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> But uh, but in all seriousness, like yeah, the the Gary Rowan thing. I I feel like the only way the AFL is going to stop sling tackles from happening is to. It's frustrating because you know you, you feel like that if the AFL actually punished for the action rather than the consequence of so like you know Broad obviously got four weeks because Parnell um, concussed himself yeah, when, yeah. when his head hit the ground. So I feel like if you just give like an automatic two or three week suspension to anyone that does a sling tackle, regardless of what, what happens to the guy that they did it on, yeah. right? That, that'll fucking rub it out of the game because people will be like, oh shit, if I do this action at all, regardless of what happens to this guy, I'm going to get rubbed out. Yeah, for so, sure. So you sure. think that the players would just stop and not do it. They take it out of their game. So I feel like it has to be based on the action rather than the consequence of the tackle. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, yeah, you're not even getting rewarded for, for tackles these days anyway. Like, you sling tackle someone and you just give away a free kick. I feel like they're trying to yeah. eliminate, not only are they trying to eliminate the bump, but they're trying to eliminate the tackle as well because you're not getting rewarded for it. Like, numerous times, like tonight and last week and fucking every week if you're a Richmond fan, you just see people uh, throw the ball and Patrick Cripps is yeah. probably number one for that. Yeah. We'll just keep that quiet, though, if umpires are watching this. Now the GoPro's gone out. But um, saw the, uh, saw the, a few of the Sydney players got away with throws tonight as well. I, 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 even we did, you know, once or twice. But, you know, they, there was um, oh, there was one that I actually called, though. <laughs> the um, the Ruckman, uh, Laddams, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. I think he just... Uh, uh, now, that's something that I, I'd expect from Samson well, Ryan. Yeah, I, I think Laddams, he had a bit of a brain fade. He just sort of went to grab it, but then he realised, oh, shit, like, I can't... Can, can you, you can't grab it out of the ruck, can no, you? No, you can grab you it can out of the ruck. And even if you get tackled, it, it's still play on. Yeah. Like you you got to have prior or opportunity. Maybe he was thinking of like the old rule where you can't take it out of the ruck or whatever, and then he went to like dispose of it. He's like, <laughs> shit, I'm just going to like throw it. Like, 
Yeah. No, but I think in terms of the AFL, I feel like if you're going to eliminate the bump, you have to start rewarding the tackler more often. So it, it, it entices more people to tackle. To tackle instead of bump, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But players just aren't getting rewarded for that anymore. Not our players anyway. Nah. Nah, not at all. Um, do we want to roll into the next game, maybe? Yeah, let's do a preview of the Melbourne game. We've been talking about Sydney for a while now. Yeah, nah, that's so all right. a bit well, upset about I it. I think but... Sydney and the Bulldogs were roughly the same result. Like, Sydney smashed us out of the centre clearances and, and the Bulldogs the same thing. Yeah, in terms of the Melbourne game, I feel like the biggest thing will be having um, the two Ruckman out, Soldo and Nankervis, and then... Having Grundy as their ruck, obviously a, a really good ruckman uh, for Collingwood and now for Melbourne. So, yep. yeah, I feel like that's going to be the biggest weakness for us going forward uh, into next week. Yeah, I I don't want to think about how much we're going to get absolutely fucking reamed by in the clearances next week. Yeah, well, you got Petrarca in there, Oliver, Viney. Like, they're, they're the top clearance. Sure. Yeah, they'd be probably the best clearance team in the competition, I would have thought, having them three or four players in there. And then, yeah, just having our Ruckman. I just feel like we can be better in the clearances. We've just got to force secondary stoppages. And if we can do that, it'll nullify, nullify the set of the clearances going forward. Yeah, well, the Bulldogs did that a lot against us the other week. So they... they yeah, well, whenever did they again. didn't, whenever they, they, they didn't have the center yeah. clearances, yeah. they forced a secondary stoppage so that we could, so that they could get on top of us. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I feel like, yeah, we have to do the same thing to give ourselves a chance to win those clearances, because yeah, for whatever reason, like we can't just go one on one and win the clearances. We have to, we need extra numbers around the ball to sort of get things going, and you know. Who do you, I don't know if you know, but do you know who our midfield coach was? And uh, like over the last three or four years, like has he left or something? Because like our clearances have been fucking horrible for the last two or three years. I think um, isn't Sean Hampson our midfield coach now? Sean Hampson. Yeah, he came back to the club. No, no, he's not AFLW. I think. No, no, he said he came back to the club. He's, yeah, 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 but the club's quite. Broad now. We've oh, got the yeah, AFLW. That we've even got the wheelies going down oh, there. The oh, wheelchair yeah. football. I was like, "Fuck! What are you talking about?" Yeah, no, literally. Jess has fucking got shocked. We've actually got some wheelchair like footballers and yeah, stuff. We so. won a premiership in that last year or something. Yeah, didn't no, we? good yeah, on them. The year before. So yeah. shout out to the wheelies. Good on them. There's one player in that team though, and and I'll tell you what. Fucking props to the guy. I don't know his name, but he is fucking hench as fuck. Like, his arms are fucking <laughs> huge. Like, he's, he's like, massive. I, I don't know what the guy's name is, but, like, I saw a picture of him. Like, fucking holy shit. Like, he's fucking massive. Yeah, yeah. Just, a, just a real big boy, just really. A, just a solid rig. I think I, I know the fellow that you're talking about. Yeah, he's, he's a he's fellow, got, he got the he, beard. Yeah. 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 Nah, good on him. No, but anyway, yeah. shout out to them for winning the um the, no, it, the it, granny it's, last it's year. It's great the uh, the inclusivity the AFL has now with the you know teams through. You know, they've got like you know the wheelchair teams, they've got the the women's teams, and it's great to see like everyone's getting involved. And you know, footy should be a sport for everyone, so it's, it's great to see. Yeah, for sure. And I think getting back to the Melbourne game, the the defenders as well, like Lever and May, are just going to be like all over us. I feel like because. Like with Lynch being out, like oh, I just can't see a matchup for them too. It's just yeah, we can, well, we definitely can't bomb it inside fifty because they're just going to pick it off every time. So yeah. yeah, I feel like if we lower the ISO, 
and get some fucking low balls in there or some scrubbers that go along the ground, I reckon we might be all right. Do you reckon maybe this is a week for... So now how our how poor our disposal's been, you reckon this is the week to fucking carry on with it and kick some scrubbers? Yeah, you know what's going to happen though? Like we'll get to Anzac Eve and we'll actually have pristine fucking kicks inside 50 and it'll yeah, just, and get, picked just get picked every picked time. off every time. Yeah. Nah, I feel, I feel like that's uh, the way it's going to go. But yeah, I don't give us much of a chance in that one. If we can get on top somewhere, like maybe... Yeah, fuck, I don't even know if we can get on top anywhere around the ground. I reckon, no, I reckon our defence could take Melbourne's forward line, but in saying that, they'll pump us in the midfield so badly that our defence won't be able to react to it. Yeah, it'll just be a be case the, of inside 50, inside 50, yeah, inside yeah, 50, and they'll just get pummeled. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, look, if we can keep it close, like with our outs and stuff like that, I feel like it, if we can keep it within, say, 30 points I think it wouldn't be a bad effort and I feel like we're capable of doing that I reckon we'll be lucky to get within 60 to be honest yeah oh, we'll, we'll look Travi we'll see how we go we'll see how we go well, that, that's my prediction for Melbourne by about 60 alright well I'll go I'll go Melbourne by about 20, 20 25 I'll go 25 uh, are we going to do a free kick count for that one we'll, yeah, we'll, the free we'll, kick we'll count. do a free kick count for that one I reckon uh, yeah Melbourne will have a lot more of the ball than us so I reckon yeah. I'll go 20, uh, 28 to 18. 28 to 18. All right. Well, I'll go, uh, I might go 16 to 24. Write that, write that down in the book, Travi. We've got a little book going here with our um, predictions and stuff like that. So we've done our free kick out for that one. How about we move on into the Gold Coast game down at the, down at the tin shed? What did I put down? I don't Fuck, I don't know. Oh, Maybe no, listen back you. to the potty. I think I did 18 to 22 or something like that. I think I did a four deficit. Okay. But, yeah, we'll move on to the Gold Coast game down at the Tin Shed, which everyone hates. I advise every Richmond supporter, if you don't want to go to Marvel, don't fucking go because it's an absolute hole. Dimmers said it. Like Our players don't even like playing there. I don't know why we're playing there. It's an absolute shithole. Um, do, do you have anything kind to say about Marvel, Trev? I, I well, I, I like the Marvel comics and stuff and the movies and that, but, but apart what, from What that, about the ground? Yeah, the actual stadium itself, not really a fan. No, I don't think so. I don't even know why we have to play a home game there. It's absolutely dog shit, to I mean, be honest. They, they, they've got like a, a Marvel shop there, which I could probably say positive things about, but then I only get 50 bucks a week to spend, so I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, fair, fair go, fair go. But um, yeah, maybe spend that fifty bucks on piss. I'd rather you spend fifty bucks on uh, the grogs rather than yeah. rather than uh, a few Marvel that, comics. That's a Sunday at fucking three twenty though. So three twenty. Oh no. Yeah, Fuck yeah. That, three- but, but then I'm telling you right now that the AFL and the media will be like, "Oh, Richmond fans shouldn't go to fucking Marvel because it's fucking too far away from their own ground." It's fucking three twenty on a Sunday, champ. Yeah. We don't... Richmond don't play 3.20 on a fucking Sunday. No, that's it. Fucking prime time nah, or no prime time, buddy. prime time, mate. 100,000 members. Stick as fucking prime time. AFL, if you listen to this, fucking Gillan McLaughlin, you should be sacked anyway. It's about time you leave. Quicker you leave, yeah, the better. He's supposed to be leaving this year, but he keeps fucking hanging yeah, around. Yeah, and you know who should take his spot? Brendan Gale. But 
if Richmond lose Brendan Cale, I think we're even more fucked than we are now. <laughs> nah, fair go. But um, yeah, now nah, moving on to the Gold Coast game, I think um, hopefully we'll get a win. I, I'm not backing us in. Whenever we play at Marvel, I don't know what our stats are like at Marvel, but I, I just don't think we play well down there. I, I don't know why, though, because there's no fucking weather condition. Although, in saying that, this year... It might be good for us, It might Trey. be all right, because... The as, as you said before, we're trying to play dry weather footy in wet weather. So if we're trying to play dry weather footy in dry weather, hopefully it fucking works out. You're fucking Einstein. <laughs> Holy shit. You put two and two together, what does it equal? MC squared. <laughs> Jesus. Nah, but anyway, yeah, nah, I think... Look, Gold Coast overall are an improving team. Um, Lukosius off halfback has looked very good for them. Fuck, he can kick a ball, that bloke. Yeah, so hopefully we get a win up. Look, I don't know much about Gold Coast. Like I said, I don't really watch them a great deal. Um, But hopefully we get a few troops back for that game. And fuck me, Swingham, we'll need a a win by that game, I think. We'll really need a win on the board. Yeah, fucking oath. But yeah, I feel like that's pretty much all for us tonight. I don't. Is there anything else you want to touch on, or we'll keep getting no, on the not real. Or... I've still got some train talk coming, so uh, still working on getting time outside of my full time job to do some video editing and stuff. But no, nah, that's all right. They, when it comes, we're all about quality content. We're not about this half ass shit. Not about, all about quality. All about quality. Yeah, quality. That's what we want. And that's what we want Richmond to do. More about quality, ball inside 50 and outside 50, not yeah. not the quantity. Interesting stat from the other night, the Adelaide-Carlton game. Stats with Trevi. Love it. Anyway, Adelaide are more than 50% from scores inside 50. So from out of their inside 50s, more than 50% result in the score. Yeah, as you would have said, with them more than 50%. No, that's not, apparently is a, that's a pretty good fucking number. Like the, the commentators are talking it up anyway. But with us, I reckon we'd fucking be we'd averaging be towards the bottom. Yeah, we we we'd be like probably. I'd, I'd hate to be a forward inside our four fifty. A, a quarter of our inside fifties might end up in scores. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And I feel like a lot of that would have come from the Carlton game as well. Yeah, where we had like yeah. fucking ninety inside fifties. Pretty that was an over exaggeration, yeah. but 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 we had like plus twenty on Carlton. Oh, 100%. And then, yeah, just obviously no good. But, yeah, back to the channel. Train talk. Yep, so, yeah, got some uh, train talk coming. Got some a lot of video editing editing to do. And, and give, the, of... give the Instagram page a like. I'm trying to put out some quality content yeah, so on there. Uh, we'll, Richmond, we'll get... Richmond Till I Die podcast. There's a, an underscore between each of the words. I think Richmond underscore yeah, Richmond. till underscore I underscore die underscore podcast. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And we've got um, we've got a couple of listeners that have chimed in with the um free kick count, and we've got uh, Dill went eighteen to thirty two tonight. It was a it was a fair way off, and then uh, Anthony went twenty eight to uh, Shitney, which great name, Anthony. I love it. Yeah. And then uh, the Tigers were going to get twenty one. But, yeah, no, we appreciate the feedback and, yeah, all the banter going back and forward on the Instagram page. So, yeah, yeah give it a like. It. We're and, on uh, Facebook yeah. as well. Yeah, Facebook. We're trying, to, we're trying to get the channel we're, we're, we're trying to get the channel up and running. So, yeah, obviously, YouTube as well. Um, still haven't got the third episode up yet. Don't know whether I ever will, but... No, nah, but that's all right. No, yeah. all about the quality and I feel like people are keen for the gags and all that sort of stuff that come with the train talk. And, and yep. talking about gags, 
Jay Frampton tonight pulled out late. He was going to make the trip up. Pulled the pin with a viral infection. Yeah, he was going to make the trip up to your joint tonight. But, yeah, pulled out with viral infection. He said that his throat was sore. Oh, I'm not sure if his knees are sore as well. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave that up to Jay to decide. And that's why he was on Nuffy Watch last week. He's only a half-ass supporter, Jay Frey. He's going to have to get better, I feel. Interesting with the, with the uh, gather round being in South Australia, they did a greatest players of all time from South Australia tonight. Jay would have had Jay Jack would have Graham. voted for Jack Graham for yeah. sure. He's got the Jack poster. Graham, on. that is. Yeah, he's got the poster on the uh, poster on the roof and probably on every bedroom wall. But hey, look, it, to be fair, we could have done with Jack every Graham tonight. Every single one of those posters is is covered in. Oh, no, <laughs> he didn't put that in. No, we'll keep that in, keep that in. No, we love you, Jay Frey, and uh, hopefully you're better next week, and we'll see you at uh, Anzac Eve. He's bringing a mate along next week. He's Ooh, pre-warned me. Yep. He's bringing a mate. Yep, bringing a mate. Uh, Richmond of, or Melbourne? Uh, male, of the of the male sort as well. Yeah, but yeah, Richmond any, or any Melbourne. Any female supporters out there that are Richmond supporters, give um, Jay a go on Facebook or Instagram as well. Trending on both. Jay Frampton. Yeah. We'll, we'll make a hashtag for him. We'll do hashtag Jay Frampton yeah. on all of our posts. And if you get a shag, Jay Fay, you got to buy us a beer. Fair go. I don't think you'd tell us, mate. He wants to save that fucking dosh. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Nah, anyway, mate, uh, good to chat to you tonight. I think it's about 12 o'clock, so we better wrap things yeah, up. Yeah, it's midnight. We'll wrap things up. We're about 40 minutes into this podcast now. So no, beautiful. All right, mate. We'll, um, we'll see you at Anzac Eve. Yeah, for, and uh, for the next podcast as well. So that'll be after the Gold Coast game. So that's on that Sunday. We might have to re-record it Sunday when we get back. Yeah, well, if we don't show up, it's a fucking yeah, marvel. Yeah. We might just put it here and then go straight into it, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, beautiful. All right, mate, and cheers for the support. We'll catch you soon. All right, see you guys. Peace.